0: Um, I feel like I wouldn't be the same person if I hadn't done gymnastics. Um, but you said discipline, like discipline, I feel like is one of the biggest things that I've taken away from gymnastics. Um, it's like, I guess, for example, whenever I'm in the gym here, it's like, for example, on the warm-up, sometimes they'll be like, okay, do 10 of, you know, pass throughs or whatever. And it's like, I do 10, no matter what. And it's like, I look around and other people are like done or like the coach will be like, okay, after that, do this. And people so just you're, stop.
1: Wh- so you're telling me people don't follow the instructions as prescribed?
0: Um, not calling anybody oh out, but my. maybe.
1: Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. I have Amanda Wingrove on the podcast today. Amanda has only been here for just about three months and she'll be leaving us soon, but Hopefully, this will give you a little more insight into who she is. Enjoy.
0: I'm Amanda Wingrove. I'm 26 years old, and I'm a traveling speech-language pathologist.
1: And how long have you been traveling in College Station?
0: Uh, I've been in College Station since Easter Sunday, Um, and I've been traveling, doing my job for about two years now.
1: So I remember when you first got here, and I kind of asked you what that was and thought it was very interesting. So can you tell the listeners exactly what it is that you do?
0: Um, okay, well, I guess I'll break it down into like what a traveler does and what a speech language pathologist does. Um, a speech language pathologist is a um, therapist or a clinician, and we treat any... Um, disorders in speech, language, communication, swallowing, uh, cognitive aspects. Um, we work in various settings, but I personally work in skilled nursing facilities, so with older people. Um, and mostly in that setting, I deal with like cognitive language uh, disorders and also swallowing disorders. And as a traveler, you work, um, kind of people are more familiar with traveling nurses. And you take a contract through a staffing company for a typical contract is 13 weeks and you move someplace, live there for 13 weeks. Sometimes you extend for longer, um, but you serve your contract, you work full time while you're there and then you move on and go someplace else.
1: How long have you been doing this?
0: Um, for two years. So I, once I graduated school, um, I've only been traveling.
1: Wow. And how many different places have you been?
0: Um, I've had, this is my fourth contract. Um, I've been to Arkansas, um, two different places in Kansas and then here in College Station.
1: And where are you originally from?
0: Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, near, near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
1: Do you get to go home like in between jobs or how often do you get to make it back?
0: Um, I could, it's, it's really up to me. If I'm not on a contract, I don't have any obligation to work again ever if I don't want to. Um, so I could go home, but typically, um, financially, I can't really take a lot of time off in between. So, um, I usually just go home on the weekends, like for weekend trips uh, the last time I was home was around the, it was the weekend after Thanksgiving.
1: So what, you know, one of the things that prompted me to ask you to do this is your coming, your time here is coming to an end, yes. not just in college station, but at college station CrossFit. And you just said some really kind things on the email that you sent me. So can you share a little bit more about that and your experience here, specifically at the gym? And we'll dive into your fitness journey and talk about kind of how you got into working out. But I thought it'd be really cool to start with that.
0: Okay. Um, So I'm trying to remember exactly what I said. But um, so as a traveler and being really far away from home, I mean, Pennsylvania is really far. I don't know anybody here. I don't have family here or really any close friends Um, so it's really important whenever you move someplace new that you kind of very quickly make some connections with people so that you I mean even just like logistically so you have someone to call if your car breaks down or Um, I mean, and then more socially, like, so that you have friends and people to do things with and you're not bored out of your mind. Um, and so my last assignment, I started doing CrossFit. And so when I moved here, I was like, this is the great way to meet friends. Um, you meet people right off the bat. People are friendly here and they're supportive. They're like the kind of people that I feel like I want to be around. So, um, I feel like just coming to this gym, it's afforded me friends here, um, people who have been um, just really supportive of me and different things that are going on in my life. I've connected with people that are in similar situations.
1: It's awesome. So, yeah, and, you know, that to me is like what we define as community, right? Having people to do life with and connect with. And it's so neat to hear you say that because that's one of the things that we really, you know, value here and one of the things that we really um, try to, cultivate in into our culture is making it feel like a family like a big community. Yeah, um it and, is. and so that's awesome. So, okay, so you started CrossFit shortly before or how long before?
0: It's been about a year. Okay. just about a year.
1: And how long before that? You're you're a gymnast, right? Or you
0: I well, retired. Retired. Yeah, <laughs> so
1: where did you know, when did you start working out at you're 26 um, now, so at what age did you say, would you say you started working out?
0: I started doing gymnastics when I was 8 years old. Um I did it competitively for a total of twelve years. So um it's been a part of my life, huge part of my life. Um so gymnastics, especially if you do it competitively, it's very um it's very strength intensive. So you're always working out and just doing gymnastics itself. I feel like CrossFitters are probably the people who can attest to it the most besides gymnasts that just doing gymnastics is a workout in and of itself. Um, but then you do all this like extra strength work and accessory work on top of it. So I feel like it's just always been a part of my life. It's what, just, got
1: you, what got you into gymnastics at eight was your, were your parents encouraging that?
0: Um, no, not really. Actually, I had done dance for a year. Um, one of my best friends from school did dance, and her and her sister were very involved with it, and her mom encouraged me to do it. Um, and I did it for a year. I did, like, acro, and I was like, I want to learn the cool tricks. So my mom enrolled me in gymnastics, and it just, like, I was like, this is what I want to do. So, wow. and
1: So with your 12 years of background in gymnastics, Coming into a CrossFit gym, you know, and, and most people have never done gym. Like, when I started CrossFit, I'd never done any gymnastics. Do you feel like a gymnast has a huge advantage in the sport of CrossFit?
0: To, definitely for some aspects of the sport. I, I mean, uh, just overall, I feel like gymnasts have just this insane sense of body awareness already so um athletically like I know girls that did gymnastics with me that the one girl who trained very seriously and um I think she was aiming to have scholarships to go to college I don't know if she ever actually did that um but her senior year she was like I'm gonna take a break from gymnastics and do like all the other sports that I wanted to try Um, that I never got to do because of the training schedule. And she was like the state champion diver that year. Like anything, it seems like gymnasts kind of put themselves towards, you already have a leg up on it. And so I can definitely see that in CrossFit. However, I will say personally for me, um, I've never really lifted weights before I've done CrossFit. Maybe just like dumbbells in the gym, you know, like nothing heavy. I, I think probably the first time I moved a barbell was shortly before I started CrossFit. Um, so it's very foreign and it's just a different kind of strength. So I feel like you don't really have a leg up on weightlifting, but anything body weights, certainly.
1: What's been the thing that you have struggled with the most in CrossFit the last year?
0: Um, I feel like... I'm really mental about snatches. I don't know why. I think it's because in gymnastics, you're so, um, focused on perfection and form and the snatch is such a complex movement. And I feel like I'm constantly like thinking about it too much. And then I get kind of psyched out and afraid to like lift really heavy with it because I'm like, I know if I'm not super tight the whole time and like perfect in the movement that I could hurt myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know like I just watch people do it and it's like when you do it with lightweight, it's like it's nothing to be afraid of. But I guess just because I know that it involves such a high level of coordination and form that it psychs me out.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. it's a, it's super fast too, you know. Yeah. And, and whenever you get heavier and you got to drop under it, that's typically for me like that fear sets in too. Yeah, it's, it's kind of scary. I don't know is. why. No, it shouldn't it, be, it but it is. No, and I always... In my mind, I think that's what separates some of these like super mental strong mental tough athletes mm-hmm. from normal people like me is that they don't have that fear, yeah you know they and they and they're able to do more weight and move faster and right what um those twelve years of gymnastics did you have any like high accolades or accomplishments or things that you would achievements that you you know would like to talk about here
0: um I mean. It's hard to say because I feel like if you're not really well-versed in the world of gymnastics, it's hard to really explain the way that it works. Um, So the highest level that I competed at um, as an all-around gymnast, so doing all the events, um, was level 8. There's 10 levels.
1: If people have been listening to our podcast, uh, we had a gymnast on the podcast not that long ago. And she was talking about the levels and kind of understood. So there's 10 levels, right? Yes. Ah, see? So you are talking to some well, well, not super well-versed. Some people probably do. Yeah, okay, so there's 10 levels. There's 10 levels.
0: I compete as level eight as an all-around gymnast. In college, I did club gymnastics, and they um, compete by um, level nine rules. However, um, club gymnastics is just for fun. So, like, you don't have to do a level nine routine to compete in club, and I didn't. Um, I think maybe, like, one time i competed like a full requirement beam routine that was level nine but i didn't do all the events in college it was just for fun um so but i competed as a level eight um when i was in high school um i can't remember if it was the year i was a level eight or a different level but i one time i got second on beam in state so wow um that's probably like my biggest accomplishment in gymnastics um
1: and this was uh, what, what state again? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is gymnastics really big in Pennsylvania? Yes. Okay. Yes. And how would you say compares to like Texas? Do you know how big gymnastics is in Texas? I feel
0: like it's bigger in Texas because like um some of the like big training centers like Woga is in um, Plano. Hmm. Okay. Um, and that's like where, um, like Nastia Lujan is like associated with that gym. I don't really know the ins and outs of it. Yeah. Um, but so there are like some big, like famous training centers in Texas. Did
1: you, you said college. So did you do gymnastics in college?
0: Club gymnastics. Club gymnastics. Yes.
1: For what, what college?
0: Ohio state.
1: Oh, you went to Ohio state. Yes. That's Go fun. bucks. <laughs> How was that? Experience? Awesome. Is it anything like college station? Is it a college town?
0: Yeah, Well, it's in the city of Columbus, but it has its own zip code. Like it is like kind of separate from downtown. Um, it was amazing. I wow. I feel like I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. It was a true college experience.
1: <laughs> so you were there from like 2010 to 14? Yes. 15, 10. Okay.
0: 14, yeah, 10 to 14. Is that
1: the year y'all won the national title?
0: It was 2014, but it's like that fall. It, okay. So I graduated in May and then... They went on that season, uh, I so see. I was I went to back to Columbus like for a few games that season, but I didn't. I wasn't a student technically. Uh, whenever they did,
1: but you for sure can still claim that.
0: Because of course, you're,
1: you're a Buckeye, so yes, <laughs> you know, and that's where the Rogue headquarters is.
0: I've heard that. Um, I mean. Granted, because I haven't done CrossFit for very yeah. long, sometimes I'm like, um, I don't really understand all these things that people like toss around, like yeah. these companies and brands. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. But I do know about Rogue and I do know it's in Columbus.
1: So, 12 years of gymnastics, what are some of the things that that taught you? Like any mental toughness, any discipline, or physical? You oh my know? gosh,
0: so much. Um, I feel like I wouldn't be the same person if I hadn't done gymnastics. Um, But you said discipline, like discipline, I feel like is one of the biggest things that I've taken away from gymnastics. Um, It's like, I guess, for example, whenever I'm in the gym here, it's like, for example, on the warm up, sometimes they'll be like, okay, do 10 of, you know, pass throughs or whatever. And it's like, I do 10 no matter what. And it's like, I look around and other people are like done or like the coach will be like, okay, after that, do this. And people just stop.
1: So you're telling me people don't. Follow the instructions as prescribed.
0: Um, not calling anybody oh, out, but my. maybe <laughs>
1: now I know the next topic at her coach's meeting <laughs> this Friday. So, okay. But you do, so you do everything exactly like you're asked to do. By yes. Your instru- by your like
0: coach. it's just, I feel like it's like this, like a tick almost like that. If I don't do it, it like is, I can't not do it. Like yeah. you have to do all of the reps. You don't cheat. Um, like, in gymnastics, they're very big on, like, if you cheat on your strength, you only cheat yourself. Um, and I feel like that really has stuck with me just as a person. I mean, I feel like just the, the way that that expands to other things in life, it's always stuck with me. Like, if you don't put in the work and just do what you need to do, it's not, it, you're not hurting anybody but yourself.
1: That's so true. And that's neat that the sport taught you that growing up. Mm -hmm. So, um, how did that impact your health and fitness?
0: Um, I feel like it's kind of indirect because like I said, it's just a part of me that I've always been working out and at like a high level too. So, I mean, I spent years of my life being sore every day of my Mm -hmm. life and I just feel like that's normal to me. Um, and when I'm not feeling like I'm moving and, sore even it just doesn't feel normal so I feel like I just always seek to work out it's fun to me it truly is fun to me so indirectly then obviously it has health benefits because I'm working out regularly
1: yeah why did you stop at 20
0: um so I didn't I did until I graduated high school I competed Mm -hmm. every year Um, except for one year because I had surgery on my foot, so I was out for an entire season. Um, But I did two separate years, like my freshman year and my senior year of college, I did club gymnastics. Um, I stopped after my freshman year because I wasn't really a fan of the people in my club at the time. Um, And we don't have coaches in club gymnastics, and I feel like I'm someone who needs a coach. Um, It was hard for me. I feel like I developed a mental block about tumbling, um, and I had never been a mental person ever in gymnastics, but that's, it's pretty common in gymnastics, but I like never, it never touched me until then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just don't know how to deal with this without, especially without a coach. Um, so then I got a job in college too. So like that mattered. And then my senior year, I was like, I just really missed gymnastics. So I went back and competed my senior year and I'm like really close friends with the girls that were on the team that year. So, and awesome. guys,
1: so how'd you hurt your foot?
0: Um, I had a stress fracture in my foot, um, and I competed a whole season on it, unknowingly. Um, It hurt, obviously, but it was kind of... I had broken other bones before, and it didn't feel like an acute injury. It just was kind of, like, there, and so um, kind of, like, my athlete brain was like, well, if you go to the doctor, they're just going to tell you to rest it, and it's competition season, so... Just push through it. So I did that and then I ended up like it was uh, sclerotic. Like it wasn't going to heal because it was broken for so long and I didn't do anything about it. So they had to cut it out and like bone graft it. It It's pretty intense, I guess. And then now I have a plate and screws in my foot.
1: Did you have to wear like a boot for a long
0: time? I was on crutches for like six months. And part of that was because before I had surgery, they tried to do this like bone stimulating treatment to get it to heal on its own and i was like uh, 16 at the time and i just was like let's fix it you know i want to get back to competing and of course my parents were like no we're going to try to do everything that we can until um like surgery is a last resort um so i spent time doing this like bone stimulating treatment but it didn't work so then i had to have surgery anyways um
1: and it's fully healed now
0: yeah, I mean, there's a plate and screws in there, and, like, sometimes it it kind of bugs me, but the surgeon afterwards was like, I want you to go back and do things, like, I mean, it's not, it's not going to fall apart now. Yeah, so and you
1: could do everything you could do before.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, there's some, like, weakness in that, like, ankle especially, I feel like it's just not the same. Um, My balance kind of was off, and that, it's my dominant foot, too, so I feel like it's been kind of hard to retrain it, but... Yeah, it really doesn't bother me that much. So it
1: sounds like you are you were pretty competitive and it sounds like you really loved it. So how did that affect you like emotionally, mentally during that season? You couldn't do anything for, and you'd been doing gymnastics at that time for yeah. like, what, 8 to 10 years?
0: Yeah, um, I cried because initially whenever I had to go to a specialist because they like knew something like crazy was going on with my foot and they were like, you probably won't do gymnastics ever again mm. initially. And so I cried. Um, cause I mean, it's, it was my life then. Um, but it got better. I mean, obviously after the surgery that it went really well and they were like, you can go back. And I kind of, in my mind was like, I'm going to do this anyways. Like I know that this isn't the end for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I guess it's hard to say because it turned out well. So yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I bet that had to be hard to hear. When you've been of doing course so yeah long.
0: and I just had started doing track in high school then too and I really enjoyed that and so they're like you probably won't do that again you probably mm. won't do gymnastics and I was just like what like yeah, it just I'll, I feel like it, at that point it really defined me like I was an athlete you know so
1: were you able to do any activity during the time you were on crutches or did you have to rest completely
0: oh I was in the gym all you the were, time, yeah. Wow. What were you <laughs> With <doing>? my boot, <laughs> oh. um, doing like bar strength, like upper body strength, and yeah, you know, I would work out like my other leg because I let the I convinced them to put me in a boot so that I could still shower, because <laughs> they were like, as long as you're compliant and non-weight bearing, like we'll let you be in a boot. Wow. Um, I only had a cast for like shortly after I had the surgery, just for like the stitches and stuff to heal. Um, but yeah, they let me have a boot. So I, I was really compliant again. Like it goes back to that discipline thing. It's like, you know, um, I mean, I wasn't very disciplined up until the point that I injured myself, Right. but I knew like it was yeah. serious then. So I took it seriously because I wanted to be able to do it again.
1: So gymnastics kind of shaped you into a, a fit person is kind of what I'm hearing. Like it just made Definitely. you be healthy and you've carried that since, right? So yeah. when you graduated from college and you took this job, Right. Uh,
0: well, I went to graduate school.
1: Oh, you went to, in Ohio?
0: No, I Ohio went, I moved back home um, and I went to a school called California University of Pennsylvania.
1: What did you do there for, did you work out there? Did you?
0: Um, I actually coached gymnastics during that time. So I was in the gym. Um, I like would play gymnastics sometimes and, and work out too. Um, I actually, that was the time when I started like doing things with barbells. One of the um, the dads that, of the daughter's, the dads of one of the girls that i coached um had his own business and he built like a gym in um his space and it was like very crossfit-esque um he would kill me if i ever like said it was like crossfit because he's very much like one of those naysayers Um, oh but it was crossfit it was it Um, and like some Ninja Warriors type stuff too. Um, the workouts weren't quite the same and like he very much, um, you know, we never did anything kipping or like, it was all strict things. Um, but it was the, the, I mean, they were wads.
1: So what, so you would work out in in that space?
0: Yeah. So he just, um, like close friends of his and like another coach that I was friends with, like we would go there and work out and that was the first time I ever like started lifting weights or doing kind of anything like CrossFit.
1: Did you like it right away? Yes. Oh, what did you love about it?
0: Just that it was, it just like destroyed you. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And probably for you being competitive, it just, the harder it is, the more you like it. I don't
0: know. It's funny because it's like, I'm really not that competitive anymore. Like in CrossFit, especially, um, like people have even said like, oh, you should do a competition. And I'm like, I'm, I'm over it kind of. And I really, I just compete against myself really and
1: and probably by competitive what I see for you is just like a challenge like yes it's not so much that you want to beat that person but it's not about anybody else really you know I like to be challenged
0: yeah like I I like to at the end of things be like wow I just did that you know I think a lot of
1: people love that about CrossFit is that you really never arrive to peak right no you don't you just keep trying, right? Yeah. And the second that you think you're in good shape, you find out you're not as in as good a shape as you thought you were. Keeps you humble. Yeah, and that's probably what you love about gymnastics because according to you, you were at eight, but there's still higher you could go. Right, you
0: know? well, and then it's like, I mean, the whole concept of gymnastics is perfection, and it's like nobody's perfect. So, like, you just chase this thing that you will never attain. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that couple years in grad school, you kind of dabbled with CrossFit. And did you know about CrossFit gyms at the time and just not go to any, or um, had you heard of CrossFit at that time?
0: I did, actually. One of the girls that I did um, club gymnastics with my freshman year, um, she actually has gone to the games. She was the first person I ever knew that had done CrossFit, and like I'm friends with her on social media, and so like I saw via social media like what she was doing, and I was kind of like, you know, what is this, like... And she was like super muscular and like just, she, I mean, she looks like a games athlete because she is. Yeah. Um, and so I knew what it was because of her and um, because I went to that gym with this guy that was like, this is a crossfit, like this is, you know, like yeah. a naysayer, yeah. we'll, we'll, put, we'll put it that way. Um, I feel like I didn't really think much of it. Um, Especially because, like, what we were doing, like, was super intense. Like I said, it was like CrossFit anyway. So I didn't really feel like there was anything that I needed to seek other than that. Um, But when I moved away from there, when I started traveling, I missed it. Like, Mm. I missed working out like that. And you can't work out like that in a typical gym, you know. They don't have all of the equipment. It's like they don't have, like, a rig to do pull-ups and stuff. And I feel like that's something that I really enjoy doing, obviously, because it's very much gymnastics-oriented.
1: Yeah, it's kind of – you're right, though. It, when you're in an environment that's not kind of creating that same feel mm-hmm. and all the equipment's not the same, it's hard to recreate what – Yeah. It doesn't feel the same. So did you like working out with people? Or was that something that you enjoyed about CrossFit, like – kind of the class environment was that something you all were doing or was it by yourself when you um, go
0: it um it was usually sometimes it would just be me um the other coach and um the dad the guy, mm-hmm. the yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. um the and the doesn't do cross uh, yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if he's listening we love you and I do. Adele, we 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 will not uh, broadcast that you do CrossFit. Yes, you don't do
0: CrossFit. I promise. <laughs> um, so
1: it would just be a small group. Sometimes,
0: yeah, like some of his friends would come in there too. Like on Saturday mornings, usually we would do like kind of a more intense workout, and there would be usually like maybe five or six of us together, mm. and like that was fun. We also would do like um, like on holidays, like on Easter, we would have like an Easter egg hunt. Like, but there were like workout things in the eggs and we would do like these we would call them challenges but they were just like games that we would play like workout games and they were like super intense but like also very fun so you
1: like find an egg and it said 100 burpees or something oh man yeah
0: and like you had to like finish it before everybody else
1: oh wow so y'all were kind of like fitness junkies
0: yes (laughs) yeah i feel like we all just like enjoyed destroying ourselves really
1: (laughs) so from that kind of time in grad school you moved to what Arkansas Arkansas for your first traveling gig yes and then did you work out there
0: yes um not quite as much um I worked out in like just a normal gym I would go and do like a lot of body weight stuff just because that's like my comfort zone some like dumbbell things um and then I also um did yoga then which um kind of backtracking in college I did yoga we had like free group fitness classes at Ohio State so like I went to yoga a lot then and got into that and so I did yoga and just kind of like gym workouts whenever um I first started working in Arkansas however like that was the first time I had a big girl job so like balancing like that with working out I didn't work out quite as much um but pretty consistently up until I started doing CrossFit at my last assignment I did yoga pretty much everywhere I went and would go, like, I had a Y membership when I was in um, Wichita, Kansas, was the first place I went in Kansas. Um, But then I also started doing hot yoga there, and I really loved that. It was, like, very strength-intensive. So I feel like my fitness journey is more like a fitness kaleidoscope. It's just, I just dabble in a lot of things
1: it sounds like you just love being active. Like that's, I you're, do. You're just a, yeah. I mean you're it's set. fun. It's mm-hmm. fun to me.
0: And even CrossFit, like I remember my first gym that I went to, um, like the people, there was kind of the, like the group that was like, they're really good at CrossFit. And someone said once like, Oh, like, do you think we enjoy these workouts? And I was just like, why would you do them if you didn't, you know? And they were just like, it's not fun. And I was like, yes, it is.
1: You know, I think that's kind of what that's that thing that you say, just because you think you, you know, but I, I think you're absolutely right. They enjoy it. You know? Yeah. It's just, they like, yeah, to I say, know that they do too. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's part of it too, is like, you know, it's like somebody was telling me today or something about the 200 banded pull parts, you know, and they're like, you know, they said, oh, do not you think that was written to be a 100? Or, and then somebody else said, well, you know, I'm really starting to like these finishers. And I was kind of bummed that we didn't have one yesterday. So it's like that yeah. kind of, I think we all, and I'm the same way. We all really love it. Like we love the hard workouts. We love the push. Yeah. We love to be challenged, but we also, let's be honest, we're human and it's kind of hard sometimes and we like to whine a little bit it's about it. It's hard a lot of the time. yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that's part of it, you know? Yeah. And having other people that you get to do it with makes it so much fun.
0: Yeah. Although, I will say on that note, I feel like just being a gymnast, um, and maybe also just my personality in general, um, I feel like uh, sometimes... I don't really feel like the community has as much impact on me as like other people, because I feel like most people that you ask about, like, oh, you know, what's your favorite thing about CrossFit? They'll say the community. And I'm not saying that I don't love the community here. Like I said before, that's um, granted me a lot of like extra perks to living here. But I feel like on the workout side of things. I really, I don't need anybody to cheer me on. I don't need anybody to do the workout with me. Like I could come in here and see the wad and just be like, all right, like I'm going to do it by myself, nobody around. Um, So I feel like I'm a little bit different in that respect about it, but I feel like the community serves me in another way in that I make friends that I take outside of the gym.
1: And that's, you know, for, for your job, like you said, I don't know if they taught you that, like when they said, Hey, you're going to be a travel this is going to be part of the things that we want you to look for but you got to plug in somewhere you know you got to meet people because they know like they if, if you're a traveling nurse or traveling mm-hmm. um speech pathologist like you are then if you don't find friends like you're gonna end up saying I don't like doing this you know yeah so,
0: it's I mean even when you do it's hard because it's not the same as your friends that you've had forever your best friends and, like, I've made really quality friendships, like, lasting friendships with people pretty much everywhere I've gone. But it's hard to just kind of drop in on someone else's life the way that it, it, it is, you know? It's yeah. like you're only there for a short amount of time, and it's like, make a hard and fast relationship with someone, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard sometimes. Do
1: you, like, the previous places that you've been, do you keep up with friends from those places?
0: Yeah. I do. Um, probably not, definitely not everybody. Yeah. Um, and I feel like social media helps to like kind of keep in touch on, I mean, definitely a surface level, mm-hmm. um, but I, I mean, I'm only one person and it's everywhere I go, I meet more people. And so it's like, you just have to kind of forgive yourself for letting some things go by the wayside, you know, like you can only make it back to visit so many people, can only stay in touch with so many people. And so that it's hard because it's like, you want to be able to keep those relationships with everybody, but you also have to be able to move on from things too.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, probably part of all of our, uh, as we age, you know, get older and you have friends from college and you have friends from high school. It's life, Yeah. And it's like, you know, even with certain family members, you're really close to them at certain seasons Mm -hmm. of life. And it doesn't mean because you don't talk to them or see them that you don't love them. It's just like your life continues. And for you, it's, you know, part of your job to continue to travel. Yeah. Do you already have an assignment or a, a next job that you're going to? Nope. So what are you going to do?
0: Um, well, I already told my recruiter that I'm like going to take a few weeks off. Um, I'm kind of at a, a weird place in my life career-wise and maybe personally too. I guess... I just, I've, I've worked in the same setting for every assignment and I'm kind of feeling burnt out from it. So I want to do something different. Um, I still think I want to keep traveling, um, because I don't really know where I want to settle, um, like location wise. Um, nobody or not nobody nowhere really feels like home right now. I know that sounds kind of like dark, um, and sad, but it's, it's not, it's just that um, I don't really want to go back home. I don't want to live with my parents or anything, but I also am not sure where else I want to just... Like, there hasn't been a place yet that I'm like, oh, I want to stay here.
1: Is it the job or is it the constant change that make, is getting you kind of burnt out?
0: No, I feel like I like the change still, um, which is a good thing. It's kind of um, helpful for me. Um, it's really just... Um, I think I haven't found my niche, like the setting that I want to work in. And the things I don't like about my job, unfortunately, are things that I don't really have a lot of control over because, um, like, I work in healthcare and I feel like the things I don't like about it are have to deal with the healthcare system in general, not really about my job. I love my job, I love my patients, I love doing therapy with the people that I see, um, but I feel like the constraints that are set on me. From the healthcare system and Medicare and things like that, mm-hmm. um, just policies are the downfall of my job.
1: So you don't know how long this break is going to be.
0: Well, um, no, but I don't. Obviously, I can't go on forever without working, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I only have my apartment until I think a few more weeks here. Um, so. Oh, I so
1: have... you're this break? Is going to be in College Station.
0: Well. Um, I don't know, because I really wanted to, like, use this opportunity to go on, like, a real vacation, like, a real trip somewhere, so um, I might not be here the whole time, but um, I'm planning on going to California next. If I do take another travel assignment, I applied for my California license, um, and there's lots of travel assignments there, especially, like, in other settings, like, hospital or home health that I'm kind of, like, have on my radar, so... um, I'm not sure. But I also want to go home. I just feel like I have like decision paralysis right now about what I'm going to do with my free time because um, I just don't really if I had like a, a set thing that was going to happen next and like a date, then I could say, all right, I have this time to play with. But it's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah, And that's something that I feel like happens in travel, like in this lifestyle, I feel like there's a lot of unknowns and things happen very quickly. They change very quickly. And one of the biggest things that I've learned from this experience is that you just kind of have to let go of feeling like stressed out about what's going to happen because it all is going to fall into place eventually. And it's it's scary and it's hard, but it's, it's a process, you know, like you, you try to give up that sense of like sh- being stressed out about it and worrying because it's like, you know, no matter if you worry about it or not, it's things are just going to happen the way that they play out.
1: Yeah. What have you in your time in college station? Cause I would imagine like you've never been here before, right? No. Station. this is your first time. So what have, like, what do you feel like you've learned and grown in and kind of as a person while you've been in this particular place?
0: Um, I don't know trying to think of something specific, I guess. Um, I feel like this experience, I, um, people that are in the gym probably know this, but I did not enjoy my job whatsoever that, that I worked here. Um, and I feel like it has taught me a lot about what I don't want, which is valuable. It was stressful while it was happening, but I feel like it has made me realize, like, what kinds of things are really important to me in a job and how much your job satisfaction really impacts the rest of your life and your happiness. Um, That was probably the biggest takeaway from it. Unfortunately, I had to learn it the hard way in this situation, but... um, It's a valuable lesson, so.
1: And fortunately for you, it was temporary, you know, it wasn't a permanent, That's, like,
0: probably the best thing about traveling is that, I mean, whether good or bad, it's, like, you don't have to be there forever, Um, and so if it's good, you enjoy it while you have the time. I feel like you value it more, and if it's bad, you know, like, okay, I just have to get through this.
1: Yeah, so the title of the podcast is Building Better People when you came to the gym i don't even know if you saw that or if you heard us say that or you did you told me listen to podcast so you yeah. know kind of ask every person this yeah and the the building better people is what we would define as our purpose right so what what motivates me what wakes me up every morning and excites me to come to this gym is to know that the work that I do matters, that it impacts people's lives in a positive way because they're exercising, they're becoming a better version of themselves. And so the, the way that I define that and the way that we define that is building better people. Mm-hmm. So how's that true for you?
0: For coming if, here?
1: Just coming here and just exercise. It sounds like exercise has been a part of your life, you know, for a really long time. So how does fitness, exercise, being healthy make you a better version of you?
0: Well, I think, um, I really like that you call it building because I feel like that implies that there's work to be done and that there's a time factor to it. Like it doesn't just happen right away. Um, and I feel like just being involved with fitness for so long, it's, you realize that it does take time to make change, not just with, you know, your physical fitness or your health, but just as a person and, I think to myself you know I look back on before you know just at certain points in time in my life and I think wow I really have grown from the experiences that I've had and I think fitness especially has been instrumental in that because you realize that you're not going to get better at something unless you put in the work and Whenever you look back, you think, oh, I used to not be able to do this, but look, now I can. And you think, where did that time go in between? I didn't really feel like I was doing that much, but here I came so far. And I feel like in life that happens too. Like I think back to whenever I started traveling and like the kind of person I was and just where I was and my goals and what I wanted from life. It's like I haven't been traveling for very long, two years. I mean, maybe it seems like a long time. It doesn't, it has flown by, but I think, wow, I'm a completely different person than I was whenever I started. And I haven't felt like I've done a whole lot, like effort-wise to get here, Um, but just the little things, they add up.
1: Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.